And like <laughs> a lot of people have been quoting me lately, you don't get a Muna from eating chocolate ice cream. So Hashem says, okay, my son, lazy, you want to talk to talk and walk to walk. Oh, Hashem, this is walking. If you you saw that little flick I sent you, I was doing a little the comical, uh, how to be a pedestrian ashtod. Okay, so you pedestrian you make sure that you walk on a street where there's a cinder block wall between you and Gaza. So if you're walking east, then if the rockets come from the south, then you have to have a wall on your right side. Okay, it just is that better to do that. Boom, comes a siren after three hours of quiet. And I want to preface for something. I've been in myself that I spent 29 years in the IDF, 19 of which were in combat in 10 years, my last 10 years uh, as a military chaplain. And Yom Kippur War, 1973, and the first Lebanon War in 1982. And I saw a lot of things and things that I thought were unbelievable heroism and really sticky situations, really sticky situations that made me have the, I didn't have a the, the beard and the side curls back then that made me come close to Shem. And sometimes, you know, us old times, we make fun of the, you know, the young, the youngsters, they call it a you know, chocolate ice cream generation. Uh-uh. I have to apologize for that. Because the heroism that has gone on since last Shabbat, the stories that top everything I've ever seen with my own eyes, everything I've heard of, unbelievable, unbelievable. And I want to tell you something. We have the people of Israel, wherever we are, you've got the best young people in the world. And they've got hearts of lions. And that's tonight's lesson, hearts of lions. And I look especially for a teaching of Rabbi Nachman that would be appropriate for this time to give us all strength. Because as we said last night on a Muna hour, it doesn't matter where you are, you're mobilized. You're mobilized. And we have to do things because all of Klai Yisrael, it's all one body. And what happens to a finger affects the head. And what happens in the head affects the little toe. And what happens in the little toe affects the head. When the, when the little toe steps on a pebble or something sharp, the whole body feels it. I want mention something else. When Menachem Begin was fighting the British, he had an underground. And the underground was called Nili. They called Nili. Nili stands for Netzach Yisrael Lo Yishakir. That the eternal of Israel will never lie. There's a double meaning on the eternal of Israel. The eternal of Israel, that's Hashem. Hashem never lies on his truth. But the eternal of Israel is also the eternity of Am Yisrael. Hashem promises they were Am the Netzach. And I'm going to give a little message that uh, let's, if they can hear that over the border, there's a lot of times before they, they, they can't say in Hamas. I know some of you know that are close to me that behind channels, we reached out to clergymen in, in Gaza. Okay, let's talk Amuna. Let's talk peace. We reached out in peace. But what they did is the hand that reached out in peace, they bit it. And they bit it. Now that hand is very badly wounded. And if you take a tiger, then tiger could be satiated. But you wound that tiger bad, it's dangerous. Nassami Israel. So now there's no compromise. This is a battle for our homeland. It's not like in my time, we were fighting up on the Syrian border, on the Lebanon border. No, this is a, this is a battle in the neighborhood. So I say, Netzach Yisrael lo The Nazis, they did a lot of harm to us. 
Where are they? Hitler and his Nazis are not here. Goebbels, they're not here. Uh, Mussolini and his fascists, the Italians today is not Mussolini. They're not here anymore. Uh, what about uh, the Cossacks? Uh, Gunther and Khmelnytsky, they're not here anymore. The Cossacks aren't here anymore. There's no more Cossacks. Okay, there's anti-Semites, but there's no more Cossacks. We go through all generations. Titus, Titus and the Romans. Where's Titus and the Romans? They're not here anymore. All these big powers that come and torment us, Pharaoh, as we say, not here anymore. Haman, not here anymore. And the next one in line, Saddam Hussein, not here anymore. Uh, Al-Qaeda, Al-Qaeda and ISIS and bin Laden, not here anymore. All the tyrants that they make a big splash, like putting your hand in a bucket of water and they make a great big splash. But when they pull the hand out of the bucket, comes the water comes clone. They're not here anymore, no effect. Which is not the tormented people that suffered the Holocaust and suffered the pogroms and suffered the inquisitions and suffered exile. We're still here. We're still here. That is Amhanetzach. That is the eternal people. We've seen Amhanetzach. It was really scary this past year. You heard me talking all year long about the lack of unity and the intramural fighting and the Lashon Hara. And last night we spoke about every one of us has to mobilize Lashon Hara, not to say a single word of Lashon Hara, and to love for every other person. But you see, Ami Soro, uh, when they step on us, boom, we come together cohesive. And Bezalat Hashem, with that cohesiveness, we're going to win. And what gives us the power? Gives us the power, our Holy Torah, Hashem's blessing, Hashem's blessing in His Holy Torah, and our teachers, one of the most important of whom is Rabbeinu Nachman of Breslev. And I would, excuse me, usually we print out the lessons and we give them out to everybody. I have not had a chance to go on and even print out the lesson. Okay, we're going to write out the book. Uh, I have been so busy with contact morning to night, uh, soldiers, soldiers' families, soldiers' parents, uh, that they're my, my Talmudim, uh, my children of my Talmudim. They're on the borders. They're in the hottest spots. And praying for them, encouraging them, comforting them, it takes a, a lot of emotional energy. And every time I've had all kinds of plans, I've been able to implement any plans. But one thing, this lesson had to happen because we cannot let Hamas cancel one moment of Torah and especially learning Torah together. So with Hashem's loving grace, we're going to learn how to have, Rabbi Nachman is going to teach us how to have hearts of lions. Okay, so we open up Likotei Moran to the second part. Likotei Moran has a first part and a second part. It's called Likotei Moran Kama. That's the first part. And Likotei Moran Tanina, the second part. And each discourse, we call them Torahs. So there's Torah 43 and Torah 44. I've never seen anyone say the connection. It just happened that, you know, Rebbe, the way Rebbe uh, Natan arranged Likotei Moran, this was in Ruach HaKodesh. Because Prep 43 and 44 are like independent discourse. It's just like we learned Discourse 1 and Discourse 2, completely independent. But it's really preparatory and they're really one. Found today, Hashem opened my eyes and when I studied and prepared uh, for, for today's lesson, saw something amazing. So we combine them, we combine them together. And we're going to learn how to have hearts of lions and not to be afraid of anyone. 
Because if you fear one, you fear no one. And anytime we have fear of anything, it means that our fear of Hashem is deficient. So what do we do? We don't uh, try and overcome what or our fear of this. No, we increase as soon as we enhance and fortify our fear of Hashem, everything else falls away. There's nothing else. And this is what King David says. King David says, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be afraid of any evil. And that's it. Psalm 23. Gonna walk in the valley of death, not gonna fear it. Why? Because you're with me. So Rabbi Nachman says in Torah 43, I'll say in Hebrew and I'll translate it right away. Okay. That when a person's heart is weak, then he gets scared. He has fears. He suffers fears. What does Rabbeinu Rabbi Nachman mean when a person's heart is weak? It's not that he's got a heart condition. not caught by a physical condition. When he's got a weak heart, it means what it says. When we talk about a lion heart, we're not talking about a person that's got uh, a blood pressure of 105 over 70. And we're not talking about a person that has got a pulse of 58, even when he's doing push-ups. We're talking about someone who is weak in his or her fear of Hashem. That's called a weak heart. Because the weak heart, a weak heart is anything upset, anything, any little stimuli makes it palpitate. Uh, a dog barking. Something. Oh, there's the word. A letter from from the income tax department. Anything. Oh, what's this? What's it? Hold it. Calm down, my brother. Calm down, my sister. When you walk with the walk with the Shem, you walk in the valley of death. You're not going to fear. And you walk in the valley of death. You're not going to fear. And it really is the real deal. It really is the real deal. Some people think I'm no hero. It's just like focus on the Shem. Focus on the Shem. Focus on the Shem. That's uh, they give you a nickname. Really, that, that's really the truth. And to tell you something else, I would never, never want to get into a bar fight with a British commando or an American Marine because they would wipe the floor with me. No. But there's one thing, different sources with, with, with a, a heart of a lion. We're talking about the spiritual heart of a lion that we don't fear anything. Because we know that whatever happens is because she won't happen. Okay, so I'm going to do my best. Do my best to protect myself. Do my best to fight the war. Do my best to pass the exam. Do my best to prepare the sure. But it's all up to Hashem. It's all up to Hashem. We're completely trusting Hashem. So the weak heart is a weak, the heart that's weakly connected with Hashem. Weakly with W-E-A. Okay, a heart that's weakly connected. And leave it sure that W-E-E-K, that's going to be a strong heart. Okay, you got to be careful with these plays on words. Right. Rabbi Nachman says the next sentence, the hero, the hero, he has no fear. He has no fear. So what are we talking about? Once again, we're talking about Rambo? No. King David was not a Rambo. King David did not have 22-inch biceps. King David was a scrawny little red-headed kid. Okay. <laughs> and he beat Goliath. Goliath was, a, Goliath was Iron Man. Goliath was 10 feet tall. King David, I don't know if King David was five foot five. I don't know if King David was soaking wet 145 pounds. <laughs> King David won every one of his battles. And King David could throw a spear that could skewer 30 of the enemy. Okay, But this is a, a hero. We're talking about spiritual. We're talking about the spiritual lead. The, the, the heart strong, strong in Amunah. Dehainu, Mishalibo Chazak, 
אין הוא מתיירא משום דבר. רבי נחמן says, he says, איקרא גבורה בלב, where's heroism? Heroism is in the heart, it's not in the biceps. You see, sometimes these basic training heroes, and the guys, oh, they're gung-ho, and they're yelling the basic training because, you know, they're shooting wooden bullets, or, or just capped bullet bullets. And then uh, I've seen with my own eyes that uh, the six-foot-two Rambo guys and them cry like babies in, in battle, and the little wimpies that people made fun of in basic training, advanced infantry training, they became the biggest heroes and did unbelievable things under fire. Because the heroism is in the heart. The heroism is not in the biceps, and it's not in the quadriceps, and it's not the six-pack abs. Okay, so somebody says, oh, dude, it's got six-pack abs. Show me your six-pack heart. That's a six-pack heart. That's what you got to have, six-pack heart. This is Rabbi Nachman. Okay, we're just talking Rabbi Nachman in, in modern terminology. So Rabbi Nachman says, Mishalibo Chazak, a person has a strong heart. He's not afraid of anything. And he runs in the thick of battle. Rabbi Nachman is not talking about Gaza. Rabbi Nachman is talking about the battle with the evil inclination. When the evil inclination says, oh no, hey, what are you going to do? You're going to you're gonna dress like this and people call you little house on the prairie or you're going to put this kippah on your head and this and that and look like a jerk and this and that. No, that's the Yetzer. And you're not afraid, you're not embarrassed, you're not abashed to serve Hashem. Or someone else, and especially you mentioned last night that their heroism of our Noahide brothers and sisters, when the whole family goes against them and they bring the, the minister to talk to them and they're going to burn and they're going to uh, get out of here, get out of here. No, but <laughs> you, you guys are going to decide whether they burn. He doesn't even exist. He's burning himself. Okay, it's, uh, it's, it's all Hashem. Hashem alone did, does, and will do everything. This is the heroism. It thinks you can't be a Noahide without being a hero. Because it can't, it takes a, takes a heroic heart. And the same thing, you can't be a truly observant Jew without being a hero. Because modern society, oh, what about political correctness? What about doing with the accepted thing? We don't do the accepted thing. We do what the Torah tells us to. That's the accepted thing. Okay. So Rabbi Nachman says he runs in the Kishrei Milchama. This is just like Jacob wrestled the angel all night long. That was Esau's angel. That was the evil inclination. So we wrestle the evil inclination and we don't give up. We don't give up. What we mentioned again last night, it's not Hamas. What's Hamas? Hamas is dark side angels. Where did they come from? <laughs> they were created. They were created from transgressions. They were created from by people slandering one another. They were created from intramural hate. They were created from lack of... Uh, Lack of modesty. The Torah says that it, the Torah says that the, the, wherever Hashem is, that's Hashem's encampment. And if there's lack of modesty, Hashem says, "Baba, I can't be here. <laughs> he can't be there." So the, these, are, these are what creates all these dark side angels and just Hamas and all the terrorists and all these uh, ISIS and everybody else. They're, they're just the physical manifestations of negative spiritual influences. That are created out of our, what we call them, klipot, or they call them malachi chabala. There's another, a lot of things we call them. They're created from heaven forbid, uh, trans, transgressing the Torah. Rabbi Nachman says, when someone is challenged, how do you overcome a challenge? Do you overcome with the strength? And 
the what's the, the valor, the strength and the valor of your heart. Again, strength and valor. Valor of the heart doesn't come from a physically strong heart. It becomes a heart that is connected to Hashem. King David says, Maya Seliadam. Maya Seliadam. What, what can a person do to me? Anything a person does to me, it's going to be sanctioned from Hashem. So I'm not worried about it. I'm worried about my relationship with Hashem. That's all that worries me. That's Yerat Shemayim. I'm worried about my relationship with Hashem. Okay? And Hashem is going to go to the war. And Hashem is going to bring me home. And if Shezab brought me home, either way, I'm either way. Hashem's going to bring me home to him or bring me home to, to my, my address in the physical world. Either way, well, I'm with Hashem. I'm home. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. The, the, you can, the, the siren falls off. What, are we going to be afraid? Because if I'm going to free, it's going to, it's going to change the route of the missile? No, JC, that's opposite. We well, you know, okay, Hashem, it's up to you. It's up to you. And this is, I mean, you can't fake it under fire. You just can't fake it. And, and, and that's, it's, all, it's all up to Hashem. It's all up to Hashem. So we overcome our fear with the strength of heart. Strength of heart comes from a fearing heart. What does the heart fear? The heart fears one, Hashem Echad. And that's one-stop shopping because when the heart fears one, it fears no one. And this is something we have to put in our cognizance and put it in our brain. When the heart fears one, it fears no one. When it fears one, that's capital O with a one, then it fears no one with small no one. That's it. That's it. And that's the key to Yirat Shemayim. It's not what the highbrows. Oh, you don't eat this eggshell and you don't buy this rabbi's chickens and buy this. Come on, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. That's not. We're talking about Emunah. Under fire, when you're really being challenged, life and death challenge, and you're not going to fear. And life and death challenge comes every single day from the evil inclination. The evil inclination is not our friend. The evil inclination is an arch enemy. That all the evil inclinations and all these enemies of Israel, once again, people say, What's Hashem doing? What do you mean, what's Hashem? It's not Hashem's fault. Hashem put in his Torah. Here you go. You do this, you get a bracha. You do this, you get a blessing. And you do the opposite. You transgress the Torah, then it, it invokes the exact opposite. It invokes a curse. So what blame Hashem. This is what King Solomon says. That a person's folly skews his heart, then he blames Hashem. It's like a person that smokes three packs of cigarettes a day. Hashem, why did you give me emphysema? <laughs> Come on. You should have quit smoking 25 years ago. And this, that's what King Solomon means, that a person's folly skews his heart and he blames Hashem. So Rabbi Nachman says, He says, That persons that are heroic in the heart, that have a strong heart. And again, when Rabbi Nachman says strong heart, he means okay, that the heart has in the fear of Hashem, because it doesn't fear anything else. Then it doesn't fear. But when a person has a soft heart, a soft heart is not a soft heart where a person is sympathetic. A soft heart means that every little thing makes the heart tremble. Makes it, That's what he calls rachlevav. Rachlevav means the opposite of a stern heart, the opposite of a brave heart. This is the weak heart, the rachlevav. When a person has a weak heart, and what's the heart weak with? It's weak of Yerat Then that person fears everything. And that's what... Here we go. That's what Rabbi Nachman is saying. It says right in the Torah, Ish The person 
that fears and has a soft heart. So the Torah says it. Rabbi Nachman says it. He's not teaching us anything. The Torah says it. The person that fears. So why is his heart have soft? Because he fears everything except the Shem. Because the person that fears Hashem, he's got the stern heart. He's got the brave heart. He's got Lev Gibo. And this person is Rach Levov. This is Rabbi Nachman right here. He takes it right here from chapter 20 in Deuteronomy. Okay. And Rashi explains. Look what Rashi explains. Hayerei. Rashi explains, because he's a fraidy cat. What's a fraidy cat? We never call a person that fear of Hashem, the awe of Hashem. That's not a fraidy cat. A fraidy cat is afraid of this person and afraid of this person and afraid of this person. And what's going to be? I'm going to go and do and do. The Melitzah Rebbe, he gives an example of two soldiers in battle. Rabbi Nachman says, the Melitzer Rebbe, the Melitzer Rebbe is a great nephew of Rabbi Nachman and a great grandson of Baal Shem Tov. Melitzer Rebbe says, and it's so appropriate, it's so right. He says, what's the difference between the soldier with a strong heart and the soldier with a weak heart? The soldier with a weak heart, he goes in, you know, the basic train, Cheeto, the hero, and he goes with the pack and a rifle, and he gets a bullet in the arm. <laughs> And he drops the butt, he drops his rifle. Once he drops that rifle, the next bullet's in his head. The other guy with a strong heart, he gets a bullet in the arm too. Oh, yeah, that's his right hand. But he takes that rifle, he turns it to the left hand, he switches to the left hand, and with one hand, he keeps on shooting. And not only does he shoot, he attacks the enemy. And they didn't expect that. And he blows him away. He storms the enemy, he blows him away, and he lives to tell the story. That is the one. And this is with the Yetzirah. When the Yetzirah comes and, and does something that, that scares us. Okay. No, I'm afraid of Yetzirah. No, you just keep on going stronger. No, that's it. That's it. That you say they had 53 reasons not to give tonight's lesson. Right before it, a couple seconds before. And we, we saw last night when we were praying last night's lesson on a Muna hour. Yes, I, I speak in a David boom. <laughs> okay, hope we go through this. Show we got to do. Can they do this? this live? This is live. Okay, the answer fifty three. How can you give this lesson? You've got to be, be be with the family. You're going to leave them alone in the world. What's going on here? And and what, what are you sadistic? And the bombs are falling. The missiles are falling. And who knows when the next missile is going to get out of here? Get out of here. He's not kidding. But the answer he doesn't care about my family. He wants us to stop learning. He doesn't want us to learn love Rabbi Nachman. He doesn't want all of you to be lion hearts. This is what. <laughs> okay. Sorry. One to nothing. Okay. You may have winged us. Okay. May have winged us. You wounded us. All right. But uh, we're dangerous when we're wounded. We're very dangerous. Okay. If it left us alone. People are crying today. The UN and international. Oh, Hamas. They're out of water. <laughs> and they're out of food. <laughs> okay. You want water, food, petrol? You get it all. Want all of the hostages back right now. Right now. Bring them back safe and healthy over the border. Every single one missing. We'll look every missing person you left and you get fed. Oh, no. But they want that. And you and all the demonstrators in London and in New York and in the UN. Oh, and it's. Who started? And did anybody start a fight with anybody else? Did we touch their baby's head? Did they do? And they they came and they slaughtered our children. They slaughtered our grandmothers. I can't even begin. I don't want to go into that. Back to Rabbi Nachman. Back to excuse me, but uh, just venting a little bit of pent up. Got lots of pent up emotions. Okay, but I vent them a little bit and share them with you, beloved 
brothers and sisters, then they don't keep it inside. Keep it inside. Okay, so Rabbi Nachman says in this short Torah 43 that if a person, he quotes Rashi, and he says, if a person has a soft heart, a person is afraid of everything. And we learn the exact opposite. When we hear the negative, the positive is also true. So when a person has a stern heart, a brave heart, he's afraid of nothing. That is Torah 43. Now we go to Torah 44. And what does Rabbi Nachman tell us in Torah 44? After he talks about the strong heart and the weak heart, Rabbi Nachman, the first word of Torah 44 is ha-emunah, the emunah. Whoa, look at where Rabbi Nachman is taking us. Now he's prepared us to strengthen our heart. Now he takes us into Amuna. Amuna toleba peshel adam. That Amuna is dependent on a person's speech. Why dependent on a person's speech? But uh, King David says, I'm going to tell about your Amuna and you, Shem, with my mouth. That's what I'm using. I'm using my mouth to tell everyone about Amuna. And then by when we talk about Amuna, why do we talk about Amuna all the time? Talk about Amuna all the time. When you learn to take apart a rifle, or when you learn hand-to-hand combat, you learn Krav Maga, and there's something that's unnatural. Okay, You learn it 10 times, and you do it 10 times, then it starts registering in the brain. When it's 100 times, the brain accepts it, and the person gets fluent. When a person does the same thing 1,000 times, it's now ingrained. Now it's automatic. Now it's automatic. If you've taken that, rifle apart a thousand times and put it back together, then you could do it in your sleep. You could do it with your eyes closed right there. That, that's it's automatic. When you know how to fend off a knife from the right side, from the left side, and you've practiced that a thousand times, when somebody comes at you, it's going to be automatic because there's no time to think. And we have to make ourselves that we could all react almost automatically because in combat situations, there's no time. There is no time. We're at split seconds. And we've seen, we've seen that in this world. Split seconds. So we talk about Amuna. We talk about Amuna. We talk about Amuna. In the beginning, we think it's just our mouths, and it's not yet in our heart. Ten times, okay, the heart starts registering. A hundred times, it's there. A thousand times, say the same posik, a thousand times, now I can walk in the valley of death and won't fear. And I can walk down the street and hear the siren. And the missiles go off, and okay, I'm gonna run the cover, but keep my calm, keep my composure. Put what's that? It's not gonna help. It's not gonna help if I lose my composure. So that's it. That's what Amuna does. Amuna is the real deal. This is not, they're not faking it. Maybe a lot of people realize it so many times before this war. So many people ask me, Oh, Rabbi Lazy, you talk very nice, flowery talk about Amuna and belief in Hashem, but it doesn't really work, does it? Come on, admit it. It doesn't really work. And uh, it's the real deal. It's the real deal. And Shem makes usually, I don't teach something unless I practice it, or unless I'm at least working at it hard. Because when I teach something, we're working at it, working for it together. Because if I teach something that I don't do, or I'm not working hard to obtain that lesson, it won't go in your heart. Something comes out of a pure heart, and this is a stalwart heart, it goes in to another person's heart and makes that heart. So by we speaking emuna, it's going into our mouth and going into our brain and resulting in our heart, again, in our introductory lesson to the 13 principles of emuna, 
We learned about the relationship between brain and heart and neshama and ruach. And this all interaction, I don't want to go into that now. Okay, that's a, that's a, a different thing. You can go back, if you want to go back on uh, Muna and look at our 13 principles of Muna, look for the introduction of 13 principles of Muna. If you have the book, 13 principles of Muna, go back and review the introduction. Okay, and you'll see that. So the King, Rabbi Nachman learns from King David. By the way, Rabbi Nachman was a great grandson of King David. And we know the great grandchildren of King David are people that love to talk to Hashem. And so Baal Shem Tov was also a great grandson of King David. When people love to talk to Hashem, they talk to Hashem all the time. Oh, it could be their great grandchildren of King David. Because this is a this was the whole the hallmark of King David talking to Hashem. The 150 Psalms and the Book of Psalms, which is the greatest bestseller in literary history, that is the protocols of King David's Hippodu, of his speaking with Hashem. Speak with Hashem. Okay, so Ayyadeh Baimlemuna. The more Rabbi Nachman says, the more we speak about Amuna, the more we attain Amuna. And this is something that uh, educational psychologists are just beginning to learn. Rabbi Nachman, it rose off the back of the hand. And as you'll see, Rabbi Nachman says, we don't need outside what you call outside intellectual disciplines, because anything we need to know is in the Torah. Anything we need to know is in the Torah, and it's right there. Okay, so he continues on, and he says, Machmat Rabbi Nachman says, since our speech affects our brain, we have to be very careful not to speak any words of heresy or not even repeat ideas of heresy when some heretic, there was a thing, oh, the heretic said this and that. Don't repeat what the heretic said. Don't let his words come out of your mouth because they resound in your brain. Rabbi Nachman says, don't say the words of heretic because even by repeating them, or even by making Rabbi Zal says, okay, you want to ridicule them. Ridicule the words they are take. Rabbi says, no, no, make, make jokes, make other jokes. But don't do anything that will make you repeat the words of the heretic or the atheist or the agnostic, because this will create doubts in Amuna. And this is the Yetzer knows how to do that. The Yetzer knows how to use spiritual Aikido. He'll take the words and turn it around so it'll go right against you. So don't even bring that, that weapon in. Okay. So Rabbi Nachman says, Even if a person himself, <clears throat> excuse me, person himself is a strong believer, and he's certainly not an agnostic. But uh, if he says something, then this will resound, and this could find a way. It's like a it's like a virus or a bacteria that can embed itself in the person's cell wall, and this is what the negative ideas they can embed themselves in the brain. Uh, Rabbi Nachman talks about this in Torah 5 in the beginning. Uh, we'll get to that. There's a lot to show what they're learning. And so Rabbi Nachman said, don't even make fun of it. Don't make fun of it because any speech about heresy or atheism or agnostics, it affects a person's amuna. You want to make fun of it, you're saying it's wrong. Do not get into arguments about amuna. Don't argue with people about amuna. They've done like, don't argue with them at Amuna. They'll come with this. Even if you refute their argument, it's like you're being in a mud fight. Okay, you're in the mud and somebody attacks you and you get in a mud fight. You win the fight. You knock him out. Hey, excuse me, my friend. You're full of mud. You're full of mud. You're th- that white shirt that you had, it's no longer a white shirt. Okay, and you got a couple scratches on you too. And you look nice and well-groomed. You're not nice and well-groomed anymore. That's what happens to the neshama. The neshama could prevail, but it is going to get soiled on the way. 
So Rabbi Nachman says, don't go there. Rabbi Nachman says even more. There are our great sages that wrote treatises refuting the atheists and the agnostics. For example, the Rambam. The Rambam, the guide to the perplexed. Rabbi Nachman says, we don't learn that. We don't learn that. That's not for us to learn. Let uh, people that have doubt, let them learn that. Not only that, but the the first chapter in, in Duties of the Heart, we don't learn that either. We don't learn that. We, we, don't, we sip completely because that it brings a proof that there's God. We don't need the proof that there's God. There's three ways to learn emunah. You can learn emunah by, you're an intellectual guy's a professor in Oxford, and he wants proof. Professor Thiel proof? Uh, sorry, okay, that's one thing. But when someone, okay, if he learns by way of proof, then from Professor of Cambridge, who's more intelligent than he is, is going to come and prove to him that the proof he learned at Oxford is not good. So now he's blown up because somebody's already come, but it's smarter. And then the second way is, oh, somebody saw miracles. It's what we call the stadium Amuna. That you see, there was a big miracle and publicized, and everybody in the stadium goes, I am una, am una. Okay, the first thing that then they say, uh, okay, throw your cheeseburger down. Oh, I can't eat a cheeseburger? No, but you were just yelling, am una. No, 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 no. Okay, I'll go back to what I was doing. That's stadium amuna that brings you. What brings us to amuna is that this was the way of our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and our patriarch, our matriarchs, Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah. And this is it. That's all I need to know. And this is the way the Rabbi Nachman, this is the way the Baal Shem Tov, this is the way Rabbi Nachman, this is the way King David, Moshe Rabbein, this is their way. And it's good enough. There's an old American gospel song. Give me that old time religion. If it's good enough for Moses, it's good enough for me. And that's it. Okay. Give me that old time religion. <laughs> okay. Baal Shem. So we go down. So we don't you stay away from anything negative about Amuna, only positive. And that's like saying a person, imagine a person wants to be a bodybuilder. Okay, bodybuilder's got a lot of weights and he's got to eat properly. And a bodybuilder, to make his muscles show up, he's got to keep less than 9% body fat. He's really got to be in good shape. But then the bodybuilder says, okay, I'm just going to have a, a little piece of chocolate ice cream, a little piece of Boston cream pie, just have some, a couple of slices of pizza. No, sir. No, sir. Okay. As soon as you get even a little bit more, you get another percent and a half of fat, 10 and a half percent, but you don't look the same. You don't look the same. You look like Mr. America. The same we have have a bodybuilder's neshama, a bodybuilder's that's strong and it's lean and it's connected to a shem. And there's no flab of agnosticism on it. That's the bodybuilder. This is what it means to be strong. And this is the heart of a lion, that our hearts are like that. Our hearts are strong like that. We've got no flab of doubt in the heart. Nothing. It's just the moon. It's all Hashem. Simple that. That is the strength of the heart that Rabbi Nachman is teaching us. And we get that by talking about Amuna. And that connects us with Torah 43. This is Torah 44. Because he says, Torah 40, Gam Hashem This is even, when we say Torah sources that refute, refute atheism and agnosticism and heresy, we even stay away from them. We stay from them. And the Rabbi Nachman finally concludes before he says this, I get one thing. This is a lot of people. This is to the highbrows. Look what Rabbi Nachman says to the highbrows. I'm saying word for word, Torah 44. Okay, all the highbrows, they're looking, the highbrows, what with the highbrow, they're holier than you are. 
I'm more religious than you are. I'm more observant than you are. I sit, I don't want to say bad about anybody, but just want to talk to encourage the people. Don't let anybody say they're better than you are because you're the best. You're the best. Hashem made you to be the best. You're not competing with anybody. So look what Rebbe Nachman, he's telling you that you're the best. Rebbe Nachman says, Rebbe Nachman is saying, oh, you've got to, somebody tells you, no, you can't buy in that supermarket. You have to go, uh, you, you live in Hampton. Oh, you've got to go to South London or you've got to go to uh, Stanford Hill and you can only buy it from the supermarket at Stanford Hill. Wait a second. I don't know how long it takes from Stanford or to, to, to Stanford Hill to, to, to Hampton. What's wrong with the local supermarket in Hampton? What's wrong with the local supermarket in, in New Jersey? No, you've got to drive into Weymersburg. What a potato live in central Jersey. Oh, no, you won't get to beat meat from. What are you talking about that? What are you talking about? Rabbi Nachman just says, stay away from stringencies. Be a happy Jew because the Torah says, the Torah says, live by it. You don't have to die by it. You don't have to drive three hours to get a piece of meat. Okay, but if you if you don't have kosher meat, then you do. All right. But if you've got, you've got decent kosher meat, you don't have to drive three hours to get somebody because somebody says that this heksher is better. Your local rabbi says, this is fine. Listen to the local rabbi. But some highbrow says, no, no, no. No, they can't refute it. Can't refute it. Stay away. But I wonder where the same highbrow is on the heart. Let's check his heart and do a spiritual EKG on his heart. Where are you with the Shem? Okay. But how does he feel when he gets a letter from the bank? How does he feel when his stocks go down? <laughs> oh, that, that's not so not so haughty anymore. Rabbi Nachman says, wait. Worry about you're measured in your fear of Hashem. You're measured in the strength of your heart. This is a connection between Torah 43 and Torah 44. And now what Rabbi Nachman says in the concluding paragraph of Torah 44, Uva Emet, anytime Rabbi Nachman says Uva Emet, truthfully, that this is like, this is Emet of the Torah, this is money in the bank. Okay, so I'm going to take this slowly. After all the intellectual disciplines, even a person that really knows, a person knows true physics and knows true geometry and he knows true mathematics, he knows everything is brilliant. After you've learned all your chokhmas, all your sophistication, sophistry in Greek means intelligence, doesn't mean sophisticated, it means intelligence. Rabbi Nava says, after you learn what we call in Yiddish chokhmas, okay, after you learn, all your, all your fancy brain stuff. You know what Rabbi Nachman says? Throw them away. They're not worth anything. After you learn them all, throw them away. No, we don't have to have a lion heart that, that you don't go see in, in, in the battle and say, wait a second, should I do this or should I do that? There's no time. You got to make a decision in seven tenths of a second. That's already too late. Five tenths of a second. Okay, there's no time to do this, do that. Or you did, we had this classic example, the soldier, the commander says, charge. He says, so maybe we should go. He thinks it's a page of, maybe we should go from the other side. Not go. The commander said, go get in gear, buddy. Okay, and take it. That's what we have combat boots for. So if you're a sergeant, you could kick a guy like that in the seat of the pants. Get going. Okay, don't, don't ask questions under fire. And it said, we live that life is fire. Life is fire. The Yates of is fire. It's all the time trying to burn us. 
No time to ask questions. Rabbi Nachman says, throw away all the chokhmas and serve Hashem. Tzarich lashlich ta chokhmot ulavot Hashem betmimut upshitut gamur. This is one of Rabbi Nachman's most classic sentences in all of his discourses that one must cast aside his sophistry, cast aside his intellect, and serve Hashem with simple innocence. Simple innocence. You know what simple innocence is? King Solomon spoke about simple innocence. His son, his father, King David, did also. King David said, that the laws of Hashem are straight. There's nothing simpler in geometry than a straight line. That straight line that gladdens the heart. Again, talks about the heart. Because if you want to have a happy heart, here again, people don't realize that they're looking for happiness. They're going around the world for happiness. You want happiness? You want to keep a smile on your face even when the missiles are flying? You can't fake it. You can go and you can make a fake smile for two seconds, for three seconds. You can't fake it. Have a smile on your face. Outside, here, get all the time. It's a little bit discouraging, but I I turned. I forgot to turn off the beeper, the the beeper that sends in the signals wherever there's there's bombs flying. Okay, but I've got this in the back. Hashem. Okay, still, it's Hashem's uh, going to do everything the best. Hashem owes lamo yitain. Hashem should give valor to his people. Hashem shalom. That's the beginning. So when the people we we have we have brave hearts, then Hashem is going to bless us with peace. So brave heart is. You can't make peace if you don't have a brave heart. You have to have a brave heart to make peace. And then King David comes and tells us, and this is where Rabbi Nachad got from, that in order to have a happy heart, you have to have a straight heart. And a straight heart is a heart that fears of Shem. And a straight heart is not a heart of sophistry, that I'm going to make my amuna is amuna logical. No, amuna is above logic. Where logic leaves off, that's where amuna being begins. When the intellect leaves off, that's what made the intellect could tell you, hey, my brother, hey, my sister, you've got 74 reasons to be afraid. You know what I tell the Acer? To get out of here. The Balatanya says you could curse the Acer. <clears throat> if you feel like cursing, you curse the Acer. Tell the Acer, he says, I got 74 reasons to be afraid. I've got one reason not to be afraid. You know what my one reason is? Ki atoy madi, let Hashem, because you are with me. To me, got a shem in front of my eyes all the time. So he says, You got 74 reasons to be afraid. You tell him, I got one reason not to be afraid because Hashem is with me. And that's what Rabbi Nachman is telling us to serve Hashem with simple and innocent emuna. Don't try to intellectualize your emuna. And now listen to what he says. This is the conclusion. And this ties Torah 43 and 44 together. The people don't get it, but here it is it's a gift from Hashem. By virtue of our class together, by virtue of the war that Bezat Hashem, we're going to win and win big. Kibemet. Again, Rabbi Nachman said the second time. I don't even say how many Torahs he says every other sentence in one paragraph. He says, Bemet twice. We know everything he says is truth. But he said, Bemet, this is Hashem's truth. Don't think it's just me, Rabbi Nachman is saying. This is Hashem. Ubemet. En olam klal. There's no such thing as a smart person in the world. En chachamba klal. No, that there is no intellectual discipline, there is no wisdom, there's no intellect. This is Hashem in regard to Hashem. Okay, we're not talking about the person who can't be strong, but we look about Hashem. The only 
wisdom in the world, that's a shim. The only brain in the world, that's a shim. It's divine wisdom. We are such monkeys on the trees. Not even, we don't even know how to peel a banana. When a normal monkey knows how to peel a banana and knows how to peel a peanut. Okay, we don't even know how to peel a peanut and peel that banana or <laughs> with, the, with the Shem's wisdom. But this Rebbe Nachman telling us, put everything aside, ain't chokhmah, the ain't vuna. And this was all the words of King Solomon, Rebbe Nachman borrowing, borrowing the words of King Solomon. Ha'ikahu. So what is like a ve'ha'ikah, ve'ha'ikah, lo yipached. And one ten Torah, Rabbi Nachman says that the ikar is we shouldn't be afraid when he tells us the whole world is a very narrow bridge. Now he says, He says in Aramaic, right there, what the, what the Zohar tells us, ikar that Hashem wants the heart. What's that heart that Hashem wants? Hashem wants that brave heart. Hashem wants that heart full of the fear of Hashem. What's full of fear of Hashem? Just one. And there's nothing else, nothing else, because as soon as a person fears something else, that pushes away the fear of Hashem. It's a vacuum. You can't have, can't have both. They're mutually exclusive. If a person fears one thing, you can't fear Hashem. Hashem wants the heart that fears him. And Hashem blesses the heart that fears him. And Hashem gives strength to heart to fear. And that's what Hashem Ozlamu Yiten. That's the valor that Hashem will give his beloved nation to lead us to victory and to Mashiach and our rebuilt holy temple. Amen. I got five short minutes. I can answer questions. And uh, there's lots of stuff going on here. I don't have time to give people individual blessings, but you have to know everybody in our group. I got your names in front of me. And beloved brothers, beloved sisters, every one of you, I pray for you. I pray for your health and your happiness and your success and your good parnasa. And the wonderful children, those who need soulmates, should have soulmates really quick. And those that don't yet have children, have children. They should have children really quick. And those that you need a full and complete recovery, full and complete recovery. And we're not going to leave you until you tell us that you got a clean bill of health. That's it. Okay. Take care, every one of you. And God bless. And hope to see you next week on Amuna Hour, that we should see each other. We share good news from each other. And yeah, thanks for the big heart. And wherever you are, all over your, we, Hashem loves you. And so does the big brother laser. God bless.